Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. My meditation for you today, I call Christ guarantees my safety in the midst of evil. I say Jesus is our protector. Jesus is our savior. Jesus is our rescuer. And Jesus is our deliverer. Listen to this. My meditation with you comes on this theme. Christ guarantees my safety in the midst of evil. One, Jesus is the good shepherd. He redeems us from the penalty of sin. Two, Jesus is the great shepherd. He redeems us from the power of sin. And point three, Jesus is the chief shepherd. He redeems us from the presence of sin. So Jesus did what we could not do for ourselves. He redeemed us from the penalty of sin. He redeems us from the power of sin. And ultimately, He will redeem us from the presence of sin. My meditation for you today is governed by Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is. I say the Word of God is, one, it is alive and powerful, Two, sharper than any double-edged sword. Three, it penetrates even to the dividing of four categories or fair benefits for you and for me. A, it penetrates even the soul and the spirit. Point B, it cuts through joints and marrow. Point C, it discerns or it judges the thoughts. And point D, and the attitudes of your heart and that of mine. So the gospel of Jesus has the power to transform, has the power to redeem, and has the power to save. Complementary to Hebrews chapter 4.12, we find this amazing text, 2 Timothy 3 verse 16. This is what it says. All scripture is one, it is God breath and his. Listen to the four levels of benefit. A, it is useful for teaching. B, it is useful for rebuking. C, it is useful for correcting. And D, it is useful for training in righteousness. Greetings in the name of the universal Savior, Jesus Christ. Again, I say I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postman Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's people and for today's problems. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8 states the following with reference to who Jesus is. Listen to this. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ yesterday, today, and forever. This scripture, Hebrews chapter 38, represents three dimensions about 
the character of Christ. Dimension one. Christ is eternal and exists outside of time, outside of matter, outside of space, outside of planets, outside of galaxies. He is the transcendent one. He lives beyond the universe. He is timeless and he is changeless. Dimension 2. The promises of Christ that was spoken by him is timeless, ageless, and ceaseless. It means truth spoken in the beginning, truth spoken ancient times, in the past, in the present, and in the future is the same. Everything changes, but the gospel and the word of the gospel is unalterable, cannot become obsolete. It is, it is changeless, it is timeless, and it is ceaseless. Dimension number three represents the means of salvation in ancient times, past times, present times and even time beyond of today is by the eternal Messiah, the eternal Christ that took on humanity known to us as Jesus, the Son of God. This statement is amplified in Acts chapter 4 verse 12. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. First Timothy 2.5 For there is no God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 verse 9 Therefore God has exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven, on earth, even under the earth. Philippians 2 verse 11. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the sovereign God to the glory of God the Father. Before we investigate this week's study of Scripture, for your mental stability and scriptural clarity, let us review last week's study of the 34th word, the word move. One, the word moved is the 34th word in Psalm 121. Point two, the word moved is the ninth word in Psalm 121 verse 3. Point three, the word moved in English grammar is called a simple past tense and past participle of the word move. 
It means God is on the move. That when God moves, the earth will quake and the oceans will roar because when God comes to the mountain, there will be fire and there will be movement and there will be quaking of the mountains. So when God moves, God is in the business to transform. God is in the business to forgive. God is in the business to purify. God is in the business to sanctify. God is in the business to restore me from a man that is on his way to a nosedive. And God gives you, by faith, a skydive. Point four. The word move is an adjective and describes the character of the noun. And in particular, the character of Christ, who the Christ is. A. It speaks of Christ's immutability or the changelessness of Christ. Malachi 3 verse 6. Point B. It states that God is spirit, John 4, 24. Man is physical. God is non-material. God is non-physical. God is spirit. It means we cannot condition God. We cannot shape God into our mold. We cannot control God. God is transcendent, yet He is available in our world where we are faith in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point C, it reveals the difference that exists between God and man, as per Numbers 23, verse 9. 1, God is not a man. John 1, verse 13, Hebrews chapter 7, verse 3. Point 2, man is not God, and man can never become like God. Point 3, God is eternal. Man is born to die, 2 Corinthians 4.18. Point 4. Christ always existed. Mankind was brought into existence by the means of creation. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 13. On the basis of who Christ is, let us continue to experience heaven's benefactor, for these evil times, I say we are in desperate times, we are in evil times, but the universal Savior, the, the universal God lives above to reign, to rule, and to subject evil under Operation Futsul. Jesus is in control. Point A. Let us investigate our current word in close in closing this word point a we are reminded we are demanded and we are called to redeem the time why because the days are evil point a redeem the time one the word moved as our 34th word in Psalm 121, revealed that God's character is changeless and unshakable. Point two, the word move as the 34th word equals the number seven, meaning God is present 
even though we cannot see God. Point three. Our 34th word demands that believers in Christ be like the sons of Ezekiel, as per 1 Chronicles 12, verse 32. Point four. 1 Chronicles 12, 32 states, And the children of Ezekiel, which were men of understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. This first Chronicles 12.32 demands for the believers in Christ today to understand where we act in human history. We must redeem the time, we must know the time, and we must by the gospel have the understanding to live according to the mandates of Christ. Point five. So the 34th word, moved, M-O-V-E-D, reveals the condition of our world today. It calls for an investigation of time, what the world is like at this present moment. Point A. Matthew 24, verse 37, states the following. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. We know that someday, and we don't know when, that Jesus would appear as he was before, with a nail scar hands, with a nail print hands in his hand, and that of his feet, and that of his side, as the reigning sovereign king over land and sea. He reigns on the mountain, and he reigns in the valley. Jesus Christ is God yesterday, he is God today, and he will always be God. Point B, Luke 17, 28. It was the same in the days of Lot, as it was in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, Planting and building. Point C. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. But understand this. It means mark my word. The apostle state clearly. It is a dire warning. It calls the believer to be alert. And to watch our conduct in the devil's world. 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. But understand this. In the last days... Terrible times will come. We are in deceptive time. There's deception escalated beyond our human understanding. But this, know this, mark this. This is, this is a, a word of truth. In the last days, there will be terrible times. Point D. 1 John 2.18. Listen to this. Dear children, this is the last hour, and as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it. This is the last hour. Now, the, the Antichrist has not been revealed. The Bible says clearly that the Holy Spirit restrained his revelation, but he is in our world. 
but there are many other Antichrist in our world today. Point E. First Timothy 4.1 Now the Spirit speaks plainly, expressly, that in the latter days some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of evil. Now the prosperity gospel is the doctrine of devils, of evil. It's a doctrine of demons. Now, now, what the Bible states clearly, that in the midst of escalated evil, how can you preach prosperity? How can you preach, if you give 5,000, God will give 10,000? This is a doctrine of demons. It's a doctrine of evil. We are called to be sanctified in our day. We are called to love wisely and redeem the time. Again, I want to say that the prosperity gospel is the gospel of demons. It's been ministered to the false prophets, the false teachers, and the false preachers that does that. They are demon influenced. They may not be possessed by demons, but they are definitely influence to believe that we in the midst of escalated evil I can become a billionaire I can become a millionaire in terms of the gospel the gospel has been free of charge Jesus died that I may have the gospel of life point F Ephesians 5 16 Listen to the commissioning again. Redeem the time because the days are evil. Point G. The above mentioned scriptures about times call for an investigation into the spiritual condition in our world today. What is the condition of our world today? Point 1. Ephesians 5 verse 15. We are called to pay careful attention how we conduct ourselves, how you conduct yourselves at home, how you conduct yourself at your workplace, how we conduct ourselves in our communities. We've got to be sanctified at home. We've got to be sanctified at work. And we've got to be sanctified in our communities, not by might, not by power, but by power of God the Holy Spirit. He is the sanctifier. And he is the one that sanctifies yesterday. He sanctifies today. And God will ultimately sanctify us tomorrow. Point two. We are demanded not to be unwise, but as wise. Ephesians 5.16 We are called to pay careful attention how we conduct ourselves now we are demanded not to become unwise but be wise by the power of god the holy spirit the holy spirit is our teacher he is our guide he's our appointment he's our instructor he's our mentor he's our leader point three we are warned not to be foolish but understand 
What is the will of God? God wills for you and for me. He says, be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We are called to holiness. We are called to blamelessness before God. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Holiness now. Holiness tomorrow. Holiness next week. Holiness must be the buzzword and song. Point B. If we look at redeem the time, then complementary to this is we must understand the reality of our time. What is our time like? What is really happening in our world? And I cannot see it with a negative eye. Point B. The reality of our time. Point one. The word reality are being defined as A. The state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to the ideal state of what we desire. We desire success. We desire a perfect world. But the Bible says that evil is everywhere, here, there, and everywhere in our world today. The forces of darkness has covered every corner, every part of the globe. It wants to kill you and it wants to kill me. So the reality of time represents what our world is like. It is a place of deception. It is a place of deceit. It is a place of lies. It is a place of falsehood. They, they look Nice, but they are ravenous wolves in the unseen. Point two. The reality of 2019, the launch of COVID-19, or the release of the coronavirus was the escalation of deception. It was the escalation of lies. It was the escalation of deceit in, and the exponential presence of, of death by all means. They will set traps. Now COVID-19 was a trap that was set. And many people, millions upon millions, died as a result. And what happens? Billions and billions are now paralyzed with fear, anxiety, of stress. But I say, call upon the name of Jesus. And, he, and, and when God hear your call, God know your GPS location. God will not miss your address. God will come to you when you call on none other. Do not call on a president. Do not call on a prime minister. Do not call on a politician. Do not call on a philanthropist. Do not call on billionaires. Do not call on trillionaires. Call upon the universal God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Point three, I want to expose and reveal to you that the agency and the source and the cause of suffering in our world has been revealed in Scripture. Point three, the 29th word in Psalm 21 verse 3, the word suffer, reveals the identity of evil in our world. A word 
that when you multiply the reference with the position of the word, it reveals the character behind suffering. The entity behind death, suffering, harm, injuries, maiming, killing. Whatever happens in the world, Satan is the source, the agency and the cause of everything in our world. I wanted to listen to an exposition behind the word suffer. Point A. The word suffer has a numerical value of 359 in the Hebrew Hamatea. Point B. The numerical value of 359 is also the reference to First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1. Now First Chronicles chapter 21 verse 1 is the 359th chapter in the Hebrew Bible. Point C. First Chronicles 21, 21 verse 1 states, And Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number his army. So whenever you number your position, whenever you number your position, whenever you count your status in the world, then you sow dependency on things, not on God. Now, presidents and politicians, prime ministers, billionaires, whoever they are, they are a sinking sand foundation. Jesus Christ is our solid rock. Point D. So as per First Chronicles 21 verse 1, it reveals Satan is the source, is the agency and the cause of evil, of wickedness, of suffering, and evil in a world, the so-called modern world, with, with universal technology, we can go to space and come back. We can, I can have a conversation with my cell phone with a person in Japan, with a person in China. But behind all the technological advancement is a global deception to destroy, to, to paralyze the human spirit. Point E. Therefore, 359 represents the character of Satan. Point out. When we write 359 as, and we turn it around as 953, then the true name of Satan is called Lucifer. Now, Lucifer represents darkness. And the word says, and Satan masquerades himself as an angel of light. So the name Satan is called Lucifer, the slanderer, the opposer of God in the world today. Point G. Do you know that the, that the 359th day of our calendar is called Christmas? So if 359 carries the name of both Lucifer and Satan, then I have a question for us. Are we celebrating Christ or the Antichrist 
on Christmas Day. Point four. Scriptural analysis of our time reveals the following about our spiritual condition. Now, the Bible says, and they have the form of God, but they deny the power of God. God the Holy Spirit is vacant. God the Holy Spirit is absent from many of those who preach the gospel in the name of Jesus, but they don't have the power of Jesus upon their lives. Let us investigate the entity Satan in our world. Point A. Scripture calls Satan the following. One, Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. Satan is called the God of this age. The spirit of the time. The systems of the time. Individuals of our time are possessed by the God of this age. Two, John 12 verse 1. Satan is called the prince of this world. Point three, Acts 26 verse 18. Satan is called the power of Satan that is present in the world. The power of Satan. Point four, John 14 verse 13. Satan is called the prince of this world. Point five, Ephesians 2 verse 2. He is also called the prince of the power of the air. Satan operates in the second heaven. You cannot see it. We can take a, a, a space shuttle to the moon and you will never see the presence of evil. But they are operational in the unseen because they are also spirits. But they, they possess people. They indwell the unknown. They, uh, they indwell the Antichrist people. Those who oppose Jesus in the world today. Ephesians 2 verse 2 represents the prince of the power of the air. That's why global media are controlled by demons. Governments are controlled by demons. Business are controlled by demons. If the person that runs the business is not a believer in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, then that person is governed by the spirit of the air, the spirit of a world, Satan, whose devil, who's called Lucifer, the slanderer and the opposer of God. Six, First John five nineteen, the world which lieth in wickedness. Satan is the essence, he is the agency, he is the source and the cause of wickedness in our world. That's why we have wicked presidents, we have wicked prime ministers, we have wicked businessmen, we have wicked philanthropists, we have wicked pharmaceutical giants, they are in and under the power of the evil one. Point B. What are scripture states with regards to the person of Satan? Scripture states that the entire four corners of the world called Mother Earth is saturated by demons, evil spirits, and total wickedness 
are present in our world today, in our society, in our communities. Every country on the face of the earth is smothered by the presence of evil. Point one, Ephesians 6 verse 12. Listen to this. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So people are not the enemy. They can be used by the enemy and they seem to be like an enemy towards you and me. But the Bible says in the words of Paul, Ephesians 6 verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, point A, against principalities that represent evil beings of the highest rank in Satan's kingdom, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Point B, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, those evil beings tasked to keep people in spiritual blindness, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 4. Point C, against the spiritual wickedness in high places, represent the spirit of the Antichrist in our world. 1 John 4 verse 3, 1 John 5 verse 19. Point D, against powers, refer to regional demons and evil spirits delegated to a specific world region or country. Luke 10, 19. Point C. The works of Satan has been revealed in Scripture that is operational in our world today. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. Listen to this revolutionary enlightenment of what is happening in your world and what is happening in my world. Second Corinthians 4 verse 4. The God, small g, O-D. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that display the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Point A. Ephesians 5 or 6. Let no one deceive you. Deception is at work in a world COVID-19 is a demonstration, it is a global demonstration of deception in our world, COVID-19. It was not meant to, to, to protect us, but meant to kill us. Point B, John 5.12. People walk in darkness, they are under Satan's power. Point C, Acts 26 verse 18. The forces of darkness the regional entities evil spirit demons they blind the hearts of men they cannot see what they do is wrong point D Colossians 1 verse 13 unbelievers are controlled by the powers of darkness they are entities they are individuals and and that their sole task is is to deceive. That's why I say deception is globally the same everywhere we go. Point D. What is the means of Satan's deception? What is the means of Satan's lies? 
Let us investigate. One, Satan is the master deceiver. Deception is the name of his game. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 says the following. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. He pretends to be nice, but is evil. He pretends to look good, but his goodness is a trap to destroy. Point two. Satan is called not just a deceiver, but is called the father of lies. It means he's the source, he's the cause, and he is the originator of lies in our world. John 8, 44, Jesus says, point A. You belong to your father, the devil. Devil means opposer of God. Point B, he was a murderer from the beginning. So the presence of COVID over the years of pandemics was meant to mobilize death machines and to kill those who are not protected by God. Point C, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. He is vacant of truth. He is possessed by lies from start to finish. Point D. Listen to this. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is the liar and the father of lies. Point three. Satan also used religion and religious leaders to keep people in bondage. To keep people in darkness, spiritual darkness. Second Corinthians eleven verse thirteen. For such men are false apostles. They are called deceitful workers. See, they masquerade as the apostles of Christ, but in fact they are of the father the devil who is a liar from the beginning who is a murderer from the beginning you have seen you have heard the negative what is happening in the world and we are we are called to redeem the time because the days are evil death is being mobilized as we speak, but only Jesus Christ, the universal protector, the universal redeemer, the universal savior, is adequately able to protect us in the devil's world. Point C. Redeemer to the rescue. We are called to redeem the time. Number one, redeem the time. Number two, the reality of our time. And now I want to close my meditation with the song, Redeemer to the Rescue. Point one. Our 34th word, moved, M-O-V-E-D, introduces us to the doctrine of salvation. The doctrine of salvation represents the person and the works of Christ on behalf of you and me. While we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for you and for me. Not to condemn, but to redeem. Not to reject, but to receive. Jesus Christ is our Savior. He's the universal Savior of the entire world. 
Point two. On the cross, Jesus as the good shepherd died to save us from all evil. John 3, verse 16. Point three. The death of Jesus on the cross rescued us as per Colossians 1, verse 13. What does Colossians 1, 13 states? He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Point four. Jesus, as the good shepherd, has established the way of justification for all those who believe in the person of Christ. Point five. As the result of death on the cross, Jesus saves us from the penalty of sin. John 10, 1 to verse 18. Psalm 22. Point six. Jesus is the suffering shepherd who died for his sheep. Point seven. The benefits achieved as the result of the cross is the following. Point A. Listen to this. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. I say again, there's salvation in no one else on the face of the earth, but it is available in the person of the universal Savior, the global God, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer our deliverer, our rescuer, Jesus Christ, regardless of what happens, regardless of the categories of evil, Jesus is sovereign God over the mountains and in the valleys, over land and sea. Point A, as the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ is called, one, the great shepherd, Hebrews chapter 13, 20 to 21. Point two, Jesus is our sanctifier, ensuring the way of sanctification. Means, God the Holy Spirit makes us blameless before God. Point three, Jesus as the living shepherd, will, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he lives eternally, and now he lives for his sheep. He loves to protect. He loves to redeem. He, he loves, and he's the battle commander. In the midst of our spiritual war, let Jesus do the battle for you. He's the man of war, as per scripture. Psalm 23, of the Lord is my shepherd. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with me. Point nine. Jesus is also called the chief shepherd. He's the good shepherd. He's the great shepherd, but also he is the chief of shepherds. One. Jesus Christ is the exalted shepherd who will return for his sheep. First Peter. 5, 1 to 4, and Psalm 24. Point B, Jesus saved us from the presence of sin as the sovereign shepherd 
unto glorification at the return of Christ. Point 10. As we close our investigation on the 34th word, the word moved, M-O-V-E-D, we can confirm that the word guarantees that. One, Jesus Christ is our defender regardless of evil times. Two, Jesus Christ is our deliverer regardless of deceptive times. Three, Jesus Christ is our protector against seen and unseen evil of world. So regardless of what happened, Jesus is sovereign God. He's our redeemer. He's our protector. He's our deliverer against all forms of evil in our world. Second Corinthians 1 verse 10. Listen to this. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will get delivered. So Jesus delivered us in the past. Jesus delivered us today. And Jesus Christ will ultimately and forever deliver us from the presence of sin. From the powers of sin and the penalty of sin. Second Timothy 4.17 Paul said, I was delivered from the mouth of the lion. Second Timothy 4.18 and the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Again, in closing, I say, Christ guarantees my safety in the midst of evil. Jesus is the good shepherd. He redeemed us from the penalty of sin. Jesus is the great shepherd. He redeemed us from the power of sin. Jesus is the chief shepherd. He redeemed us from the presence of sin. Call upon the name of Jesus and God will do the impossible in, in the devil's world. If God be for me, then no one, no entity of darkness of evil can stand before God. The battle is not yours. The battle is not mine. The battle belongs to the Lord. Jesus Christ, the sovereign God of the universe, He is our better commander. The peace of the Lord be upon you. Amen.